welcome back. Welcome in to the walkthrough Wednesday edition of the Lions Share podcast. It is the week of Christmas. So Merry Christmas to all those out there, all you shareholders who have been naughty and nice. We thank you and you. Uh, we wish you a Merry Christmas. And if you're working here during the holidays, listening to us, stay strong. Christmas is here. Break time is near. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. We've got Christmas Eve football, including the Lions taking on the Vikings in Minnesota, but we also have Christmas Day football. So we've got Thursday night football this week. We've got Saturday football, Sunday football, and Monday football, but three of them on Monday this week. It's a special edition in the NFL. It's going to be full of football and food and presents this weekend. The Lions come in at 10 and 4. The Minnesota Vikings come in at even 500, 7 and 7. Uh, quiz for you, shareholders, and you, Andrew. When was the last time the Lions won in Minnesota against the Vikings? Well, it sure wasn't the last year with the curse of U.S. Bank. I'm going to roll back uh, and say 2018. Oh, wow. You're actually closer than I thought. It is 2017. Hopefully, hopefully it gave you enough time there, shoulders, shareholders, to think about it. But when I found that out, I thought, man, I, I didn't realize it had been seven years almost since the last time the Lions won in Minnesota. They beat Minnesota at home several times since that time. But yeah, all the way back to 2017, the Lions have not won in U.S. Bank Stadium. That's tough. It's that curse, man. They know how to uh, get the air conditioning units going. They know which way to point the blowers. And uh, it's just a tough place to be. It's uh, it's a bird killer and apparently a cat killer as well. I was going to say, they don't fall into that category. Um, but the Lions, obviously, struggling in Minnesota. So the last time that the Lions played in Minnesota was last season, of course. And they lost 28-24. to 24. So they put, a, put up quite the fight and... Uh, um, this was kind of the old look Lions. This was before the big turnaround last year. This was early. It was the first month of the season last year where they played in Minnesota. And, and of course, the Vikings came to Detroit uh, late in the season uh, around this time last year. And uh, the Lions were victorious. So the Lions are one and one in their last two against Minnesota. They won 34 to 23 in Detroit last year. Uh, big, big game here for the Lions this week. The Lions are one game away from clinching the North. And uh, with this, it's pretty easy pickings. Uh, if you're the Lions, this is, this is one you got to win. And that way you can kind of, as Andrew alluded to, not necessarily coast, but feel like you're positioned well going into Dallas the, the week following and then finishing things off with Minnesota. And uh, Dan mentioned or was asked this, this week in his press conference, you know, if the Lions are in a situation where they're locked in, End of the end of the season last week. Will he be sitting starters, and maybe we'll see Teddy Bridgewater? He shut that down real quick and said, uh, "No, no, no, bueno. These guys will get a break when the season's over." So thought that was a little bit surprising. You know, Dan notoriously rests all the guys in the preseason and gave them week one to 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 join the team and and didn't give them any prep. A lot of the starters, you know, we didn't see Jared Goff at all in the preseason. So, Andrew, do you find that surprising? And do you think he's kind of putting on a poker face? Do you think he would actually sit some guys if the end of the uh, end of the season comes down to a point where they can't jump any higher and, and they're locked into where they are? I think the only way Dan sits players is if the training staff and medical staff tells him to sit some guys down, that it's best uh, it's in the best interest of the player long term. I think that's the only way he sits them down. You heard him last week after the loss. You know, maybe I just have to get more irritable. I think that's what he did. Uh, I think I said that about his uh, post-game speech in the locker room. I think the guy's got a taste of angry Dan, and he's not about to let him off off the hook just because they got one W. So I think he is, to, to a point, putting on that poker face, but more of his team to where I don't think you guys are where you need to be, nor do I think you're where you can be. So I refuse to let you rest until you hit your potential. I think you hit, you hit right where I was thinking. And that was kind of that change of tone we've seen from Dan in the last week or so. Um, I think maybe he would have a different answer earlier in the season. I think now he's kind of locked in and um, 
change of tone from him in the locker room. And I think these guys are focused up. And I think you're right. I think unless they're dealing with in- injuries, I think we'll see a lot of those starters. And and maybe towards the end of the game, maybe that they, they, you know he call off the dogs. But um, you know, if it's a situation where Minnesota is trying to win and get in, I think we'll definitely see the Lions come out with uh, a, a vengeance, right? Don't don't you think? Like if if we, if the Lions have an opportunity to keep Minnesota out and not play them again the next week, if that's what kind of if that's the way the chips fall, right? The Lions could play the Vikings again week one in the wild card. So do you agree? Like if they have an opportunity to knock Minnesota out, would they? Uh, yeah, and I think it comes down to the very simple fact, and, and it's the guarantee, the speech, and the and the thought, and the pulse of the team through the locker room this week is we're about to be kings of the north. We win this game, and you're kings of the north, and, and like that's it. You don't have to talk about them coming coming back. You don't have to talk about them that last week of the season. You don't have to talk about them in the playoffs whatsoever. You win and you're kings of the north and then whatever after that, so be it. But the only thought on everybody's mind is if you win this game, you're kings of the north. And I'm sure they're throwing the stat around the last time they won the NFC North. I I don't have that offhand. I'm sure you got it somewhere. You're Mr. Stat King. Um, so I'm sure that is posted everywhere in that facility this week. It was before I was born. It was 1993. And uh, the big storyline from that is it wasn't even called the NFC North back then. It was called the NFC Central. So that's how long it's been. Well, there you go. So I, I think that's enough said and nothing really needs to be said further than what's going on. And and there's probably not another thought there. Yeah. And, and dude, the, the thing I look forward to most about the potential for them to clinch the North is then we can stop hearing about how long it's been, the drought and the fact that the reason I know it's 93 and the reason I know it used to be called the NFC Central is because that's what everybody in the media likes to harp on every time the topic is brought up about the Lions. So I, I would be more than happy to put that to bed and put that to rest and, and not hear about it ever again, at least for the near future. It would be nice to kind of close that chapter and uh, establish these new look Lions, right? Um, and and Andrew, I know we talked about it and. We're just going to be out front here with the shareholders because because that's what we do. You know, we're recording this before that we know the result of the Seahawks and the Eagles game uh, due to scheduling conflicts. Uh, we were going to kind of pretend like we knew what the outcome was and record two versions, one where the Eagles won and one where the Seahawks lost or uh, won. Uh, but we're not going to do that, Andrew, because I feel like Tommy has enough to do this week and it's a holiday break. So I, I don't want to put too much on him in terms of editing. Do you agree? Uh, yep, but easy for Tommy. I've looked ahead. The Hawks have won. So uh, there you have it, folks. Tune you back just, in. You just want a victory for your records and an opportunity to maybe come back in the last three weeks. Uh, there's no coming back for me. It's just dignity's sake at this point. <laughs> okay. Well, I think you're safe to say that you're going to be above 500. So that's a win in my book. I think you're good. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Um. Well, speaking about injuries and things like that, we've got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson back at practice allegedly this week. Um, once again, we're recording this a little bit earlier than we normally do, so we don't have that full designation. But sounds like he's going to be back at practice this week, if not suited up for the Lions. And, and that would be huge for that locker room and huge for that defense. Uh, another guy we got to mention, Hendon Hooker, flirted the uh, idea about him joining the 53-man roster. We've got some light on that shed by Dan today in the press conference and he's he's more than hinted at the fact that they want Hendon Hooker on this 53 man roster. So Andrew, you know what that means? Somebody's got to go and uh I'm a little bit concerned about who that's going to be. Yeah, I I was trying to do some looking earlier today kind of see where they're heavy at and the only thing I could really come up with is one of the DBs that are kind of dangling on, but due to injuries, they've needed all of them. And maybe with CJ coming back, that's that's kind of the key to get rid of one of them guys. Or it's going to be from the linebacking core, where they're just very depth, deep. You know, Malcolm's had to play a variety of positions just to see the field. So that's the only other one I saw. Or maybe uh, Mr. Romeo Okwara. Yeah, can't believe the Aquara brothers made it through this whole season. We thought surely that one of them, at least one of them, was going to be was going to be gone. But yeah, I think you're right. 
uh, why don't they just uh, why don't they just lighten up that D tackle room a little bit more, right? <laughs> I, I know, I, and it's laughable to say that, but it's like that's where the you know you're just trimming the fat, and it's it's a competitive room, and we talked about it last week. A competition is great, but here's where it sucks. I think I think you didn't get my joke though. I was joking about the fact that they dropped Bohana last week and then the Titans snatched him up. That was what I was joking about. That one went over your head. So sorry. I'm I'm doing the over the head uncatchable ball signal right now. <laughs> okay. Picking up the flag. The ball was uncatchable. There was no pass interference. Um yeah, I I was a little bit surprised to see to hear that that they were going to bring Hendon onto the 53 man roster, you know, three quarterbacks. I like it. Um but I'd be curious to see who has to go. Because somebody's got to leave for him to come on and, and join us uh, in the last part of the season here, but um, potentially, you know, week eighteen they may they may see some action, and that is, and and so that would be huge, huge for him or or, or Teddy Bridgewater. I know people want to see him get snaps as well. Fans do because of his announcement that he's retiring after the season and going to coach football. So um, I know some people want some sympathy for him and. And want to see him get some snaps, and I do alike. That would be that'd be great to put him off, uh, send him off into the sunset. But, uh, yeah. So Lions Vikings, uh, you want to go into the pose, Andrew? I would love to. Do you want uh, you want to go first, or who you want here? Uh, I'm gonna tee you up because I think I started last week, so I uh, I want to do my do my duty and and share the love here and and let you have the have the mic. Fair enough. I think the team just has to play with a purpose, and hopefully that talk of becoming the king of the north again is is really all the momentum they need to drive their motor uh, throughout the game. Last last week, and this last win, I say last week, and we're just a few days removed from it now. Um, but, you know, in that last win, we talked about it, they just moved with a purpose and and had something to achieve. It looked like they wanted it. That's all I really want to see from the defense. Pressure Mullins early. We watched him pick throw a pick to a, a defender sitting down on the ground last week. So, you know, he's he's prone to turnovers, to say the least. So some turnovers from the defense are going to be huge. That leads to complimentary football offense. Just capitalize off of it. And and honestly, watching them force feed JMO and not, not making any connection this week, I think they're going to go right back to it. Um. Minnesota, holy cow, I wanted to call them the New York Vikings very badly right there. <laughs> Minnesota, I'm just seeing, I think the, gonna... I'm seeing the Biden meme where he says, Minnesota! <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to tee off on Laporta this week, though. Uh, the Vikings defense, that is. They're really going to key on him. Not going to let him make the big impact he, he, he has been doing all season long. And I think it's going to lead to a big JMO game. They're going to keep force feeding him. And I, I think he gets two touchdowns in this one. JMO, two touchdowns. That's what you're calling for. Two of them, baby. Love, love that. That'd be a huge Christmas present for me and the shareholders alike. Uh, I think last year, if correct me if I'm wrong, this was the, this was kind of JMO's coming up party. He had a, like a 47 yarder, uh, to kick off things in this one. Um, at home, I remember he did the. La- I think he did like the victory lap around the stadium. Um, so you know, if if history serves us here, JMO would get in the end zone at least once again. Um, he's had luck against the Vikings. He did last season, so I think he might be onto something there, sir. The guy is due, and it might make our JMO burger all the more glorious. Oh, coming soon to a podcast near you. Um, so. For me, you mentioned uh, Laporta. I would also go on the other end of that. We've got TJ Hawkinson, the ex-Lion, suiting up for the Vikings, of course. is uh, His second game, I believe this would be his second game against the old team. So for me, it's uh, don't let TJ and JJ, Justin Jefferson, uh, beat you too much. Justin Jefferson, I think, had like 240 yards the last time the Lions played this team. Um, the Lions were victorious, but... Justin Jefferson is him and was him in that game. He went off. Um, so don't let that connection get established between him and Mullins because the last thing you want to do is give confidence to a team in the Vikings that are fighting for their playoff lives right now. Um, they don't need any extra fuel for this one. They're going to be up for this game. It's going to be at home. 
Christmas Eve. Uh, it's got all the writings for them to have that advantage. So I'm going to need some Honolulu Blue Faithful to hit the road and go to Minnesota and represent. And uh, Lions got to shut down TJ and JJ. Don't let them um, establish a big game because you're going to be in for a long day. Conversely, got to gotta, um, protect Goff on the other side. Minnesota is pretty sharp on defense. Um, not one of the best defenses in the league, but DVOA up there, and they've been improved the last couple of weeks. They've got some dogs out there, and they love to the blitz, and uh, they will be going for broke, as mentioned. They will be throwing everything out there, so got to protect Goff, and hopefully the offensive line is full strength once again because we know how much a difference that makes for this team. They are uh, uh, leaps and bounds better when they've got a full unit out there. So that's my key on offense, and throw one more out there. You mentioned it, the, the turnovers. It's just a different defense when they than the, when they're creating turnovers, and they need to do that against Nick Mullins, um, who is ripe for the taking, as you said, susceptible to turnovers. Um, and that's going to be that's going to be huge for for Lions' victory. Speaking of your uh, committed offensive line up front, did you see the report of uh, our hopefully all pro again offensive lineman center Frank Ragnow? No, but um, yeah. I'm all ears. So you remember he got hurt in the New Orleans game, had that knee injury. Following that game, he went on to the injury report having the knee back and toe, I believe. Yes. Do you know he had meniscus surgery after that game? So, so yes, sorry. I, I didn't know what you were alluding to when you teed it up. And once you started, I realized what it was. Yeah, I saw a tweet about it. I'll be honest, I didn't look too much into it, but it was it like a family member that mentioned it of his? I think it was his brother, but yeah, I was just reading it. And I mean, Dan Campbell called him uh, as he got out of surgery and Dan said that uh, he probably doesn't remember this call. He was uh, pretty looped up when I spoke to him. But Frank said on his way out of surgery, I'll be back next week. Okay. Love that. He That's said, the first I'll be thing back to mind. practice on Wednesday. Wow. As he comes wow. out of surgery on a Monday. Yeah, I was uh, I was shocked to hear that. Um it sounds like that phone call was a little bit like um who what was that famous YouTube video? Was it like David after dentist? Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I think I do. Yeah, like the kid who just comes from the dentist and he's on the laughing gas or whatever. Yeah, it sounds like that. But love to hear that football was right on his mind. Um and it's great to have him back. I know he is fighting every sort of injury this season and so is the offensive line as a whole so we love that fighter mentality i think dan said in his press conference too about this was like he just doesn't want to let the guys down did you hear that too i did yeah that's the kind of guy you're getting with frank rag now and we love that he's on this team that's your walter payton man of the year lion that is yeah well nominee yeah he could be the walter payton man of the year won't know that till the NFL honors, but um, you got a you got star readings for us. Boy, do I ever! This is a, a big week. Mercury in retrograde. I'm sure everybody's heard that out here. It's not really a great sign from the stars, if we're being honest. Uh oh. Um, it's uh, just kind of a frustrating thing. Um, Mercury in retrograde takes joy in making life inconvenient for everybody. So I think it's going to be a really frustrating W. And uh, it's just going to be a tough amount towards the end of the game. And that being said, before we say our predictions, let me update a score. I was going to say, I see what you have in here currently. And that kind of conflicts with what you just said. <laughs> you had a Lions blowout. And now you're saying it's a frustrating W. So I'll be curious to see what you amend in the document here. <laughs> we retracted the the original score. It's been updated. Okay. Things have changed drastically. The line score stays the same, but the Vikings score has increased significantly. <laughs> um, okay. Well, uh, I guess I'll start because you gave the pose. I will start with my prediction first then. I've got a close, close game here. I, I hate to say it. I'm hoping maybe this is a little bit reverse psychology and, and we talk about a, a Lions victory in a blowout and uh, over early type of game. But I've got Lions 23, Vikings 20. Uh, I've been really mulling this one over. Wink, wink. Nice. Um, and if Chauncey, CJ, GJ, 
Gardner Johnson plays in this one, I would lower the Vikings score to at least 17, if not lower. Um, but as as of right now, recording, we don't really know if he's going to fully suit up and and what we'll have from him if he is playing. So I'm going to leave it at Lions 23, Vikings 20. It's uh, jokes like those why we brought Fort Wayne to the program <laughs> and, and we need him back. We desperately Badly. need him. We miss him so much. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to take, yeah, I had a Lions blow out there. I could really... I could foresee things happen in Minnesota with a couple of field goals early and then the Lions defense showing up and shutting them down the rest of the way. Uh, but after seeing that Mercury is in retrograde, that's a complete game changer for me. Um, so it's going to be hard fought. I think it's going to be a reactionary offense on both sides. If as soon as the scoring starts, the other team is just going to mirror it and it's going to come down. It's going to be either punt pump from both teams score score from both teams or a combination of the two so i think it's going to come down to the last drive and they're just going to vikings are going to come up a little short on it the lions will win 35 28 and seal off the north wow okay so you've got the over in this one the the line is i should have mentioned it earlier is three and a half to the lions favor they are three point three point five point favorites in this one um i think i've got the under but i'm close and uh i've got the the vikings covering with 20 to 23 um, but I think more importantly than the star ratings, which we love, not, not taking anything away from that, but we saw what the, the moon phases provide to the lions. And obviously the lions haven't won on Thanksgiving with a, I think it's a waxing gibbous, uh, moon. So do you have anything to say about any Intel about the moon phase this, uh, this Sunday afternoon? I did not, uh, hold Crap. on. I got a calendar here in okay. front of me though. For what okay. day now? The twenty fourth Sunday. Uh, uh, nope, don't got it. Okay, all right. Well, we really need Mitch back because he's the voice of reason, and he he would have this shut down immediately. So we we really desperately need him back because he's the one that keeps us on track and keeps the traction going. So yeah, we miss you, Mitch. We really do. Oh, it's gonna be in its second phase. Oh, which is. Yeah, you're really asking a lot. Okay, my bad. My B. Uh, well, okay, while you're thinking of that, uh, this is a bonus. I'd like to see the Lions be like they were against the Packers last season, week 18. And uh, I'd like to see how they were la- like they were last week. Like, to come out with that same energy on the road here in Minnesota, the bird-killing stadium, establish your dominance, set the tone. Uh, you know, perhaps you run the ball a little bit more on this one than you did against the Broncos um, to kind of counteract that that blitz and that rush that the uh, that the Vikings bring. And and hopefully, you know, when they do blitz and the lines are passing, maybe we'll get a little play action to JMO and something over the top. And hopefully, just hopefully, Goff can hit him deep, build up we his confidence even some, more. Oh, we got ourselves a waxing Gibbius for oh, you. Oh no! Well, I might have to change to a Vikings win. Shit. Shit. I refuse. Shit. All right. Well, we don't know. We know they, they don't win when it's a waxing gibbous, gibbous, gibbous um, on Thanksgiving. So hopefully that doesn't apply on Christmas Eve. I think that's a, I think that negates it in my book. So I'm going to stick with the Lions W here. And I'm sure Mitch has a Lions W as well. Um, but uh, we don't have a score for him. So let's go to the playoff picture. Shedding a little light here, the Seahawks are winners over the Eagles on Monday Night Football. Leaves the one seed door very much open for the Lions. We'll see what happens. Now, back to your regularly scheduled program. Uh, the Lions versus Rams continues to gain, gain traction online and in the media. First reported by us several weeks ago, we said this is a great possibility, um, but it's looking more and more like it could be that. Uh, but it could be any combination of Lions. Versus Rams, Seahawks, Vikings, or Packers. And uh, uh, it's looking most likely that it would be the Vikings or the Rams at this point. Uh, the Packers really hurt themselves with that loss against the Buccaneers. But the Packers are not eliminated. But they do basically have to win out here. Um, the other option is the Lions opponent could be a bye week. The Lions do still have an opportunity to get the one seed. New York Times has it listed as a 1% chance for the one seed. I think that is disrespectful i think it actually is higher than that but it is a far reach the easiest path the lions have to a one seed would be the lions win out their remaining three games vikings cowboys vikings the lions win all three of those and they need some help 
and that would be the the, the Eagles losing two um, between the Seahawks game tonight, the Giants, Cardinals, and the Giants again. So that be tougher to see them lose two, but uh, it would get easier if they lose to the Seahawks here on Monday Night Football. That would be huge because then they just need to lose one and probably to the Giants. Uh, a divisional foe would be your most likely outcome there. You'd also need the 49ers to lose too, which means they play the Ravens this week, the Commanders, and then the Rams. I think that's got a good opportunity. I think the Ravens, I like the Ravens in that game, and uh, I think the Rams playing for their playoff lives could provide an upset upset in Week 18. So it's it's a far shot, but the Lions do still have an opportunity to get that one seed in a, in a first round bye, which would be huge. Um, yeah, uh, one more alternative path would be Lions win out, Eagles lose one, 49ers lose two. And the Cowboys beat the Commanders Week 18. For some reason, due to the tiebreaker, the Lions need to be rooting for the Cowboys to beat the Commanders in Week 18. It's probably a strength of schedule thing. Um, and then the far-fetched option would be the Lions go two and one. They drop one of their last three, and the Lions, uh, the Eagles lose three, and the 49ers lose three. That's not going to happen. But uh, there's your opportunities for the Lions to get the one seed in the big playoff picture the ram uh the ravens with their win on sunday night against the jaguars they clinch the playoffs they're the first team in the afc to clinch um so andrew i've got a question for you the afc is much more contentious than the the nfc so right now we've got four eight and six teams in the playoff hunt in the afc that is the colts the Bengals, the bills and the texans right now if the playoffs started today the colts and the Bengals would be in the bills texans would be out so of those four eight and six teams who do you think doesn't make it? Colts, Bengals, Bills, and Texans. Yes. Two of them got to get in. Two of them got to lose it. Correct. Honestly, I think the Bills... Oh, God. I think the Colts... I don't see the Colts... My God. I could see the Colts winning their division. Like That's the, that's the tough part, but like I don't see them playing playoff football. Right. Right, it's hard to That's, hard to think, and I know you don't have the luxury of seeing the schedule in front of you, but I'm just trying to pop quiz you here. Yeah, no, it's tough. Uh, as far as like playoff teams, Colts, Bengals, Bills, and Texans. If C.J. Stroud isn't isn't ready to go, then I would say the Texans and the Colts are my two out from there. Okay, I like that. Bills are the hot team right now. Everybody's kind of riding high on them. Um, and, and it's there is an opportunity for a couple other teams that are seven and seven, including the Broncos um, and the Steelers, to make the playoffs. So it could, you know, it could be a potentially that none of these four teams make it. But as it looks right now, at least one of these teams is going to be a playoff team. And I think personally, it's going to flip flop. We've got the Colts and the Bengals in the playoffs right now, and I think it's going to flip flop. I think we're going to see Browning start to struggle, and uh, Jamar Chase has been banged up. He's still playing, but uh, he's got a AC joint separated shoulder thing and i think he's going to play through it this week but i i think it's going to be too much to handle for the for the Bengals down the stretch and they're going to put up a one hell of a fight but uh i think the Bengals and the colts will miss out and we'll see the bills and the texans jump in the texans kind of the cinderella team Uh, that's the way i see it and i think also i'd say potentially the broncos jump into at seven and seven right now i think they've got a chance too because their schedule is not too tough they've got the patriots and uh it's not a tough schedule, put it that way, in the last three games. So the AFC is going to be fun, yeah. though. It's going to be wacky. The NFC is pretty much locked up in, in a lot of the cases, and uh, there's a few teams shuffling in and out, but the AFC is so open, it's going to be wild down the stretch, and a lot of these games are going to go right down to the wire and matter all the way up to Week 18, um, depending on how the Jaguars do. Because, you know, as you mentioned, the Colts and the Jaguars, one game apart right now, so one of those teams is going to win the division. And the Jaguars keep struggling. So see if the Jaguars can come back. And Trevor Lawrence is potentially out this week with a concussion. So a lot a lot to decipher from the, the AFC. But I'm here for it. And I'm here for the drama. And it makes me appreciate. And Lions shareholders, you should appreciate this as well. Like the, the, the position that the Lions are in and feeling pretty good about yourselves going into the last three weeks. Not like last year where you you had to win out basically, right? Correct. Um, it's it's much more easy of the road, and yeah, I'm much more thankful to be NFC side than AFC side. It's just too volatile there. There was a lot of good teams and just not a lot of separation. Nope, nope. Everybody's deadlocked right now, and it's only going to get weirder as uh, these divisional games take place between some of these guys. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about Week 16 in the NFL. It's 
hard to believe we are all the way up to week 16, only a three game schedule now for the regular season. Uh, records recap. I'm sitting at 12 and three, Mitch 10 and five, Andrew nine and six. We've got the one game remaining still for Monday night football. So one, one game will change here, but, um, Mitch and I both with the Eagles, Andrew with the Seahawks. That puts me at 148 and 77 in, uh, Fort Wayne at 145 and 80 and you, Andrew, 129 and 96, um, with, with three, three weeks remaining. Um, it's unfortunate that we just have not yet really had a snow game and this schedule spoiler alert doesn't look like we're going to have snow again this week too much mild weather uh, across the united states and a lot of you folks probably not going to get a white christmas which is sad uh the far the weather has just been too nice andrew i wouldn't hold out hope we uh, we might get a little santa magic in the cards at bears game i know it's uh, i know what your weather reading is we might be able to drop a few degrees, though, uh, on the shoreline. We might see a little bit of snowfall there. Okay, a few degrees. It's scheduled to be 49 degrees, so it's going to have to drop a lot more. Just a couple. Just okay. a couple. Okay. Well, I'll do you one better. Patriots at Broncos Christmas Eve at night at 8.15. And uh, cold fronts are going to move into Denver, and, and we're talking mid-30s, rain, showers, possibly changing over to snow. But even if that does happen, it doesn't sound like it's going to be a, a big storm. It would just probably be some flurry. So that's tough. Um, but week uh, or week week 16, the game number one you've got to talk about is Saints going over to L.A. to play Thursday night football on Amazon Prime at 815. Uh, Rams off the big win against the Commanders. They're keeping their playoff lives of hope, uh, hopes alive, I should say. So I am going to ride with the crams, as I'm going to call them. They're cramming in the winds at the end of the season here, much like you college students out there that cram right before the final exam. The, uh, the Rams are doing that, and they're doing it well. So I'm going to stick with the Rams here uh, against a kind of lowly Saints team right now. Mitch has the Rams. Okay, I will follow suit with you. Saints just on the road. I don't know if Derek Carr's healthy, and if he's not, I don't know who's going to be quarterbacking for him. And I don't really. I, I they're still in the hunt for their division, which is crazy in my eyes. But this should just about do them in. Yeah, so I will dun- take the yeah the dun the dun the dun dun. So uh, we'll move on. Mitch has got no answer. He doesn't have a lot of answers here. So Bengals going into the steel curtain. Uh, 4.30 game, looking like 46 degrees. Steelers have lost four of their last five, and this is coming from a Tomlin team that doesn't lose two in a row, and it's tough to do it. I think he's going to lose another one. This is going to be the final uh, Mike Tomlin prototypical year. He's not going to get his 500 season, and I'm going to take the Bengals here. So the last time the Steelers won, it was against the Bengals. I think they've kind of got their number here and it's at home for the Steelers and maybe I'm insane. This may be the definition of insanity. I think I've taken the Steelers like four weeks in a row and they've lost in my face every time. So um, this one might come back to bite me, but I think I've just got to keep going to the well until it either a kills me or two, I finally get around to the win. So I think it's going to be this week. Uh, last time the Bengals played the Steelers, they had Browning. So this is a, a similar team that the Steelers saw the last time. Rudolph Mason is going to play quarterback for the Steelers. They've benched Trubisky. And how can you go against Rudolph on Christmas time, Andrew? Oh, that's such a great call. I totally forgot they did that. What was it? Somebody said that uh, a sleigh was benched and Rudolph was called in. Uh, okay. I Okay. I, I don't know if this, the sleigh seems like a reach, but. Hmm. Agree. I, I think uh, I think Darius Slay is not playing today, possibly. Mm. So mm. it's a little early in the game, mixing okay. week to week and I, team to I, team. My apologies. I thought they were comparing Trubisky to a Slay, and I didn't quite get the correlation there. But now I get it. I get it now. Um, the other thing I'll say about the Bengals is mention it: Jamar Chase injured, injured, um, potentially not playing in this one, but I think we'll see him. Um, but they, they, they did lose one of their best defensive players in DJ reader and he's done for the season. So I think that's going to impact the Bengals down the stretch. Mitch takes the Bengals. Moving on bills at the chargers on Peacock folks, you're going to need a Peacock 
subscription or a free trial for this one on Saturday at eight o'clock in prime time. In order to watch this one, you got to have a streaming service. So I'm going to ride the train that is the Bills. Choo-choo. I will keep the Bills Mafia in my pocket here. But uh, I would say watch out with a potential post-Staley firing bump. Yeah, I don't think the, that building has a bump in them. I, I think they're just rolling over and dying. I think I heard the saddest, uh, saddest statement come out of that building from Kellen Moore. Something along the lines is he didn't want the interim job because it didn't want to uh, hurt himself for other head coaching jobs, which is Whoa. pathetic in my eyes. And if that's true, then shame on him. I'm taking the Bills Mafia with you. Let's crash some tables, baby. I like Bills Mafia in this one. All right, all right. Colts at uh, the Dirty Birds. Um, I'm going to take the Colts. I see that you got two in a row from them if they win this one. That's um, that's a crazy stat, and I didn't know they were struggling to do that this year. But Gardner Minshew seems like he's got them going. The fa- the Falcons went into the Panthers last week and lost on a game-winning field goal. Granted, the Panthers looked fast in the All Blacks. They're not a good team. Shame on uh, whatever his name is for losing them. Who? I'm sorry. Exactly. What's his name? What's their head coach? Oh, Matt Smith. Yeah, loser. Son of FedEx, also known as Arthur. Um, I was going back to look because I be honest, I kind of blindly wrote Colts finally win two in a row because I feel like every time I see them win, they lose the next game very much a cadence team. But I am wrong. Uh, They did go on a four-game winning streak right before they lost one to Cincinnati. So I'm wrong there. But before that, they only won one time back-to-back. So here it comes again. I think this is a perfect opportunity for them to get another win in their playoff hunt. The Falcons, off of a terrible, terrible game against the Panthers, probably get a bump here and make this one interesting. So I think this one's close, but the Colts win it by a field goal. Hometown boy takes the Colts. Moving on to another game in the one o'clock on Christmas Eve. We've got the Packers going to Charlotte, North Carolina to take on the Carolina Panthers. 57 degrees and mostly cloudy in this one. So warm for this time of year. It's so mild. Um, I'm going to take the Packers out of timeout here. I've gone against them two weeks in a row. I think they can finally get a win here. I will allow them to get a win here against the Panthers. How generous of you. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the pack yet again. And man, if this one comes back to haunt me taking the pack, then shame on me. They should have this easy. Um, I don't know if you said it and I just missed it. Did we get a ticket price on these guys? Have they improved their stock after the it's, dub? I'm sure it's more than 45 cents, but uh, okay. I don't know how much more. Uh, okay, I'll, get that and I'll get that and give it to you in just a second. Panthers fans, it is Christmas Eve. Gift your local North Carolinian uh, a ticket to the game. Shouldn't really put you out much. Probably less than a toy, the cost of a toy for Toys for Tots. So go pack, go yet again. Give me the pack in this one. And that'll move us on to Browns at Texans. Uh, I've got to take the Browns in this, and they just officially kind of end the Texans push here for the playoffs. If no C.J. Stroud, then definitely the Browns, but I, I think their defense is just going to be too much. I get that C.J. is having a great year, but this defense is having an even better year. Yeah, this is a tough one. This is very much a flip-flop game for me. Um, I'm going to take the Texans in this one. The Browns just played Justin Fields, had a pretty good day against him, and barely snuck out a win. Uh, they go to another Ohio State quarterback here with Stroud, presumably back in this one, and and maybe Nico Collins is back. Uh, be huge for the Texans in their playoff push. Um, I'm gonna get the text. I'm gonna take the Texans here and get a and, and get a win, a much needed win in their playoff push. And the Browns, Flacco, Flacco gonna struggle in this one on Christmas Eve. Rude. Browns. Thirty four dollars will get you into the Panthers Stadium uh, to watch the Packers take on the Panthers. There you go. What a bump after that W. Huge bump. Bank of America Stadium alive again. Commanders going over to East Rutherford, New Jersey to take on the New York Jets. 47 degrees and mostly sunny in this one. 
Aaron Rodgers may be back for this game. This is kind of when his target was. I don't think we'll see it. But regardless, I'm going to take the Jets. Jets very much a cadence team. They struggled mightily against the Dolphins last week and put up zero points. So I think they find the scoreboard here against the lowly commanders team and uh, they get a win to feel good about themselves on Christmas Eve. Jets have no flight. Commanders. You forget that the commanders are sending in the signals uh, and the coordinates for the Jets drop location and uh, they're going to have all all Jets grounded. It's going to be purely ground for uh, forces and, and the commanders win that battle 10 times out of 10. Well, well, that's going to put a wrench in a lot of Christmas travelers' schedules. <laughs> Forgot about that. Uh, get, get to your destination early, folks. That's the best bit of advice to anybody. Yeah. We'll go to uh, the Hawks just came off a big dub against uh, home against the Eagles. They're going to turn that around. They're going to go into the Titans. And uh, they were a sad sack after losing on a field goal last, uh, this week. And uh, I think they're just kind of done. Will Levis is going to get uh, healthy, so I'm sure they're going to shut him down. And uh, Hawks going to just keep up chugging, even though they're kind of fighting for the rest of their season. Yeah, I've got the Seahawks here on a brink game. They need this one desperately after losing to the Eagles on Monday night. Tommy, don't cut either of those. And one of us is a little dumb. One of us look smart. Um, yeah, I've got the Hawks in this one. Seahawks off a big win. Possibly no Will Levis. I like the Hawks. Moving along to a matchup of the two Floridian teams, two of the three Floridian teams. We've got the Jacksonville Jaguars going over to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. 75 degrees and cloudy in this one. This one, your first one in the 405 window on Christmas Eve on CBS. Uh, I've got to take the Jaguars here. They're feeling a lot of heat from the AFC and even in within their division. They lose to the Ravens. I'm a little bit concerned that Trevor Lawrence might not play because he gets injured late into that game on Sunday night, and now they've got to play again a week later. And we've seen it's been hard for quarterbacks to bounce back out of that concussion protocol. So a little bit worried. Maybe we'll put a swinging gate on this one, but with the information that I have right now, I'm going to take the Jaguars to get a win and uh, win the Battle of Florida here. Wow, dude. After the Battle of the Bays, you think they're not coming out of that feeling good? If there's no Trevor Lawrence, then I'm going to have to take the Bucks in this one. Is that, is, do we, is that what you just determined for yourself? Can we get that? Thank you. Thank you. But uh, I got Jags if Trevor's playing, Bucks if no Trevor. I think that's a big enough thing to say, although he had some very questionable calls in last night's game. He, uh, right before half, they went up there, looked like they were going to spike it, instead ran a play, and Bad. I think it would have been fine. He tried to get out of bounds, didn't, clock kept rolling, they couldn't spike it. You got to throw that out of the back of the end zone if there's nothing. You don't throw that short. That's that's crazy. And then later in the game, he uh, had a little sliding fumble, basically handed it off to the other team as he was trying to figure out what to do. And it, was that, correct me if I'm wrong, was that the play that took him out? Mm, no, I don't think so because I feel like that was pretty early in the. Well, I don't know. You might be right. I was kind of falling asleep at that point, so I don't remember. As was I. That's why I needed a little help. But uh, yeah, that Sorry. was just terrible decision making by him. But you know, I think that he makes this team. He's kind of their catalyst. So Jags, if he's there, Bucks. If I've no. got Jags. No, Trevor Lawrence scares me though. So I agree. Swing gate. And that will roll us into our potential, another potential snow game. Get your coats out, folks. <laughs> watch it from the, watch it from the suites. You're gonna need to stay indoors. I got, uh, it's gonna be cards at Bears. Sorry, another uh, Christmas Eve game. I got Bears in this one. They're at home against the warm Arizona Cardinals. Birds have already migrated south. They don't come back north this early. Yeah, I'm gonna take the polar bears. Um think the Bears are better than the record record indicates, and the Cardinals uh, very much a who-knows team. They could easily win this game, but I will take the Bears. Bears, for everything you beautiful co-hosts just said. Cowboys going to Miami-Dade to take on the Dolphins. 74 degrees and cloudy. Rain showers late in this one and a 16-mile-an-hour win. This is your windiest matchup. 
on Christmas Eve at 425 on Fox. I've got the Dolphins, and uh, this will cue the, the Cowboys up. Two, Ross, two losses in a row before facing the Lions, and it's just going to be perfect. Um, it's just going to be a perfect story for the media about the Cowboys coming in oh so bad, and then they're going to play a, a fighting game against the Lions, and, and I think that's the storyline. So, Dolphins. Yeah, the uh, Cowboys got beat up pretty bad. I don't know if it's just when they go to the East Coast that they struggle, so that worries me a bit. In this one, but I will say they, they got there so bad against the Bills. I think Dan Quinn's going to come out with a vengeance and try to find a way to shut down the, the high-flying, fast-moving Miami Dolphins and get the boys a win. Dolphins. Um, ben, I hate how much we're agreeing this week, though. I'm going to have to counter you here with a few. And uh, finally, on to our Sunday night football matchup. We got Patriots going in to the Mile High City, taking on the Broncos. Uh, this was the one you were calling for snow showers possible. This is a little more likely. I will give you that much. I got the Broncos, although I will say Sean Payton going at Russ Wilson like that may have officially killed the locker room. Yeah, and conversely, the Patriots seem to be playing a little bit up after their game against the Chiefs they were competitive in that one so that one worries me a little bit here about the Broncos but I think the Broncos bounce back and uh, I gotta ask you who's more important Paul Revere or the horse I will take the Broncos I will take the horse you're taking the engine the the engine that could and the Broncos will be victorious on your last matchup of Christmas Eve Broncos off a stinky loss to the Lions Broncos make the Patriots look stinky Raiders going into Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs on Christmas Day. You've got three Christmas Day matchups. This one will be your first at 1 o'clock Eastern. This one will be on CBS, but also on Nickelodeon. The Chiefs are coming in as 10-point favorites, which seems asinine in this one. Kind of crazy. They did beat the the Raiders by 14 earlier this season, but we've seen the Chiefs really struggle the last couple weeks. 56 degrees and rain showers in this one. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I don't love this pick. I feel like this could easily be an upset game. Um, But I think the Chiefs will get all the calls. It's on Christmas and it's on Nickelodeon. So give me the Chiefs. Give me slime time. I appreciate you calling out this slime time. It's it's always nice to see. Hopefully a little uh, better produced than the Toy Story Andy's (laughs) Andy's room game. Because that was brutal. I am going to take the Chiefs. They're struggling down. Here at the end of the season, but I, you know, I just the Chiefs being what they are, I think they're going to right the ship and figure things out. Yeah, I've got Chiefs. Uh, our other midday Christmas game. This is uh, you've probably woken up from uh, a nap towards the end of the Chiefs Raiders game. It was probably decided late in the third quarter, is my guess. So you've woken up from a nap and you're ready to get into Giants in Philly taking on the Eagles. I'm going to take the Eagles coming off a hard loss to the Hawks. They got to figure that locker room out and uh, get things right for the playoffs. I will say about this matchup, the Lions, you want to root for the, the G-men in this one to, to potentially get that one seed for the Lions. But all that said, I'm going to take the Eagles here to win two in a row. Eagles, but I don't feel great about it. Ravens, 49ers, potentially, potentially a Super Bowl preview. A lot of people calling for this to be the Super Bowl matchup. 49ers at home here in Santa Clara on Christmas Day. This one's going to be a huge matchup on Christmas 8-15 Eastern. Be sure to be around a TV for this one. This one should be great. Um, on ABC, if you want to tune into this one, mid-50s and cloudy. Weather should not be a factor in this one. No, no big wind. But this is a huge matchup. Potentially game of the year vibes with this one. I like the Ravens in this one. I think they're the hotter team. I think the 49ers are going to put up one hell of a fight. I think this is going to be a great matchup. I don't see this one not being close. Uh, may come back to bite me on that one, but I think this is within a touchdown, if not within a field goal. But I'm going to take the Ravens on the road here in a thriller. This is a tough one. Definitely your matchup of the week. Love that it's your primetime Christmas game. This is going to be fun. Everybody's going to be... Uh, Coming right across from the dinner table, you've had a nice Christmas Day meal, and this is what you get to enjoy for dessert. What a treat. I'm going to rave out with you here. Um, Good matchup. 
I just think Lamar is just so dangerous at that helm that he is he's really everything for this team. So uh, no dare, diarrhea, and uh, the Ravens got this one. That's a good point. It is on Christmas Day. No, no telling what kind of conditions Lamar's bowel system will be in. So maybe a swinging gate for that reason. No, 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 Ben, no swinging gate. Lamar might have more sulfur gas than me. I like the 49ers. That is week 16 in the NFL. Christmas week. Of course, Merry Christmas. We're going to have a little bit of a schedule change, potentially, with some traveling in place. We, we're looking to get Mitch back into the swing of things here, too, as well. So you'll be hearing his voice shortly. Um, but uh, with the Lions in action on Christmas Eve, we know a lot of you will be with family and us alike. So we're going to record on Christmas Day is our plan right now, tentatively, and do kind of a shorter episode, rapid recap to the Lions versus the Vikings, as well as a couple other matchups that take place on that day and maybe some of the Christmas Day matchups, and then be back with you later in the week for a walkthrough Wednesday, almost kind of a regular schedule. And potentially, if the Lions clinch the playoffs here with a with a win tonight against the um, in the Seahawks-Eagles matchup, if the Eagles win, the Lions are clinched. But if it doesn't come down to that, the Lions hopefully win on Sunday against the Vikings, and then we'll have a, cl- a clinching scenario so Andrew and I can do the JMO Burger together in person. Um, so that's kind of your, your schedule, so look for that. We'll, uh, we'll see you all on Christmas Day-ish around there. Uh, click follow, rate us five stars. That would be huge for us in this, in this holiday season. Uh, let's go Lions on Christmas Eve. Andrew, if you've got anything... I'm out. I will just, you know, a Merry Christmas to all us Lions fans, and nothing would be better than clinching that playoff spot. All right, all right. Let's go Lions. Meow. Ho, ho, ho.